I'm JB. And I'm Doug. And, and we are your Kraken Captains. Welcome to the Kraken Captains Podcast. Thanks again for tuning in. Hopefully you had a, a Merry Christmas, Doug. Well, it's a special time of year, JB. And it's that time of year when many of us have a little more red in our cheeks, a little more frost on our noses, and plenty of holiday cheer to spread around. Once the pressures of buying your loved ones that exact special something they've wanted all year, and the tree is decorated, and the meals are prepared, we can all enjoy a little R&R, maybe mixed with a little holiday eggnog, and watch some hockey. Ho, ho, ho! That, see, that's a thing, Doug. I, I tried to get my loved ones the gift of hockey, but the hockey gods had other plans. But, but yes, it... Tis the season of love and joy and goodwill to all, unless you get the last Turbo Man. Turbo Man! In which case, it's on, Doug. Sinbad, fight you. you're going down. Sinbad? Yeah, that is it. <laughs> all joking aside, we've got some, uh, some things to cover in this episode, some uh, interesting little tidbits for you. Let's break it down. Let's hope you all had a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you Kraken fans out there. The maelstrom, the maelstrom, maelstrom, the maelstrom. Well, here we are. We're in the maelstrom, Doug. Let's uh, break down the games. Oh, I, I've been in Florida, and I planned my flight around a bunch of cracking games that we had tickets to. And um, I was in the airport when you texted me the notice that these games had been postponed. The game of the 19th in Toronto. I, my flight was on the 18th. <laughs> right, you planned to come in and go to the game the next day. The next day, and then no dice. And then Tuesday, December 21st, against Arizona Coyotes, postponed. Thursday, December 23rd, against Calgary Flames, postponed. Cut it off the board. Monday, December 27th, against Vancouver Canucks, postponed. And then Saturday, January 8th, against Winnipeg, postponed. That's one, two, three, four, five games, two of which we had tickets to. Right. Yeah. I mean, the other ones are away anyway. So you think about that as a as a ticket holder. And the, all in Canada. All in Canada. And, and I Canada think that run. was a big part of it. Um, they were worried about Canadian teams traveling across yeah. and what the border Some was going to be like. regulations up there. But also, all. at that time... Calgary had like 17, Seems something like ridiculous, the like 13, south you 15. Go, the looser the restrictions get. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in Florida now, so you'd know about that. But uh, but I do know Calgary had something silly, like 15 or 16 uh, players oh, on the COVID list at that time. So yep. Couldn't have played uh, Not enough players to, to really be competitive. Nope. So, you know, we'd love to sit here and tell you, yeah, Kraken win. Kraken beat the Maple Leafs 5-2, to two, but it just didn't happen. Um, COVID, uh, like I said, the hockey gods had other plans. So, uh, I like to picture all the players, when they found out the games were postponed, like flying to Aruba for the weekend. How <laughs> <laughs> right? so about it? Here. Hey, I'm going I'm to go celebrate my yeah. holiday with my family. Yeah. Let's, let's hope. And then... Uh, 
Then there was a blizzard here. Mm. A lot of snow causing a lot of problems. Um, people still went to a couple of games, and we went to one, but uh, <clears throat> it really piling on. And to add to the misery, we found out over the uh, the break, the COVID break, mm. that Tanev, uh, the injury he sustained. He tore an ACL and they, they pulled him off, and we didn't find that out until during the break also. That's exactly right. So dur during this uh, Christmas break, when all the goodwill is supposed to be happening, the Kraken are mm, not having a we good got time. Some bad news. Yeah, Tanev, the uh, kind of heartbeat of the team, big time fan favorite. Hear a lot yeah. of people see a lot of Tanev jerseys, and hear yeah. a lot of people just talk about you know how much they love the guy. He's the favorite. He's definitely the favorite. Yeah. So uh, he he is done for the season. So. Certainly going to miss his energy and his love for the game because it's on display. But Let's wish him luck in his recovery yep. and hope that it's fast and smooth and he's back on the ice as soon as is permitted right. know, by his condition. I think there's a, you know, it's six months about probably on average for recovery, but I think in general, you know, these guys aren't football players that are carrying around, you know, 50 pounds of extra weight or muscle so recovery time i think will be a little bit better and it won't be you know, oh, you know like get back that, on your feet and support this they're, like they're 300 pound frame that endurance game too so physical therapy's got to be a little more you know easy for somebody like that who's used to conditioning their body that way rather than you know let's say like you're talking about a linebacker in any case the point is uh, we won't. We won't. Unfortunately, won't be seeing Tanev out it's playing games for the rest of the season. So bad that, news that, for the Kraken. Bad news for the Kraken. That's a bummer, and the whole team's gonna have to, you know, replace that energy. Well, maybe now that he's not playing, he can come on our show and we can interview him. Yeah, <laughs> and we'll find out how it's going for him. Yeah, for sure. Brandon, Probably not. If you're out there, we would love to have. If you. you're one of our twelve listeners. <laughs> You can come on. And if maybe not, you're not now, but maybe when you're laid up and you got a little time on your hands. For sure. You could become a listener and we'll have you. So, so yeah, that, that was another tough one. Um, and then you kind of have, you know, this continued response to the variant and, and all the things that go with it with COVID. I heard that, you know, all the checkers defenders – um, which is our farm team, like they're all in COVID protocol. So basically you have only the guys on the Kraken roster and nobody to call up. So if anybody gets COVID, it's, it is a five day turnaround now though. It's, it's five day quarantine, five day quarantine negative, negative tests. Test, and then there you go. So it is a little bit quicker, but still, um, w one of the, uh, interesting things I heard is, uh, refs in the protocol. It's nobody really thinks about or talks about, but you got to have referees. There's to, only so many refs in the to, league, and if you know, yeah, they're on COVID protocol, just like any player that can throw a wrench in the gears too, for sure. Yeah. So what are they doing? They they don't have to be in a locker room with a bunch of dudes nope. getting exposed. Nope. So why are so many refs in the protocol? Mm. What's the deal there? I think somebody's got to have a conversation. <laughs> like, they need hey, to be you know what you need to do. You guys get paid Go a lot of money. Go to hotel room and just sit there. <laughs> yeah. Get room service. Yeah. You Boom. don't need to be out and about. And if if it's, you know, if you don't like being isolated, then demand hazard pay. You've got a union, right? I mean, they these guys are probably in a union. They're like, well, I 
Maybe they are. They work right. for a big time company, that's for sure. That makes a lot of money, but yeah. Weird stuff continues to trickle down, so mm -hmm. another interesting part of the season. Uh, but it, it it gets even deeper because now they have canceled NHL players going to the Olympics. Canceled. Right, but yeah, they, they... They decided, the NHL decided they're not going to send Olympic players, and I've heard tons of swirling rumors about that, too. Oh, I would love to hear them. Uh, five weeks supposed to be you're gonna like go to china oh, right because you're going and like quarantine for this long mm -hmm. period of time and then if you test positive they just like have you indefinitely until you can prove that you're not so do you think it was the league or the players association that decided that they weren't gonna go i mean it was probably like both they probably both just said you know what that's not possible i think there's like two classes the young kids who love the idea of representing their country and Ooh. love to go. Yeah. And then there's like the guys who are on the tail end of their career and they're like, maybe like, you know, get some glory here on like a different stage. And everyone talks about how, you know, like representing your country in the Olympics oh, yeah. and hearing you come the national home with anthem. a gold medal. That's a little different than having your name on the Stanley cup. Yeah. That's another, just another trophy. Like you could, if you, if you're that guy that's gone through, you know, a 20 year career in, professional hockey and you have let's say four trophies in your closet right from yeah. from the minor leagues on into the nhl and you you know let's say your team has one of the teams you played on won the stanley cup and you've got that under your belt everything everything you could ever want right yeah that gold medal is going to be that's one more achievement for your resume <laughs> well but the other thing is like you can't say olympic gold medalist you're a Mary Yager. I mean, maybe yeah. can. I don't know if he's ever done it, but like, or somebody, like well, I think for example, the thing is, is that that label comes with best in the world, which the NHL is kind of hundreds, worldly hundreds as of in that they have a lot of people, the most money coming of in any hockey league in the world for sure from everywhere. Mm -hmm. But when you, you could go when you play Japan, for you play in, in Team Canada mm -hmm. and you win a gold medal, that's a tournament that involves like all the qualifying countries, which if they got in, you're saying these are the best hockey teams and we allowed them to field the best players from their country, a.k.a. these are the best players in the world. These are the best teams, especially if the NHL players are allowed to play. And then you win one and you basically can say, okay... It's like it's like football. They call it the world championship, and you're like, well, yeah, okay, you're the best team, but it's only in America. <laughs> like, but just like soccer, doesn't I know there's like world juniors, right? Yeah. Then that's like a worldwide tournament. Yeah. Aren't there other worldwide tournaments that like NHL players play in where they represent their countries, and it's like America versus Canada, or is it just? I guess it's just like women's leagues, and the juniors, huh? I think. Because NHLPA probably have a contract with the NHL that they can only play NHL unless otherwise. I'm not sure about that. I just know that like creme de, it's it's like it's the cream rises to For the top. Sure. You can say um IMF world champion, <laughs> right. but people you know and people who know are like, oh yeah, that's really good. Mm -hmm. But you tell somebody you're a gold medalist, Olympic right. gold medalist, everybody in the world's like, oh, so he's like the best in the we, world. I won the world juniors. For my country, 
six times, no one really cares. Yeah, okay. I'm an Olympic gold medalist. Oh, come so, here. I want to kiss you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but. Maybe some of that will rub off on me. <laughs> I, I was next to the guy when he won that Olympic gold yeah. medal. When, so. when the Miracle on Ice happened, I got a high five from Esposito. There you go. <laughs> well, it's it's my, really rubbing Wasn't that in Lake Placid? I was close to there. Yeah, well. That was, I grew up in upstate New York. It was pretty close. So the point of all that is, it's not happening. And I think that the NHL isn't going, which means it's going to be it's like all mystery. juniors. Yeah. So there's going to be some... Well, juniors. And like, you probably got some like, uh, really like veteran talent in some of those other leagues that well, probably we will play. And it, it is an opportunity for all those guys, the veterans talent, to get some film. Mm, a little bit of... And little some, bit of, I'm sure there'll be scouting. Big time like, television, hey, nice time. Like, hey, can this guy... Wow, We've this guy from the Czech Republic. We can't even fill the roster. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, you if you want to watch it, I'm sure it'll be sure. fun. Yeah. And you'll get to look at, like, you know, I don't think Bernier's just going to be playing because he's at Michigan, but... You know, some of these guys that might end up... It's awesome to see guys pull off crazy moves on a breakaway yeah. or whatever. Who you're like, oh, look at that guy. He just blew me away and I have no idea who he is. You know what I mean? That's and then he ends up in the NHL. And there he is. Like yeah, him. for sure. So, so the, we are going to we are gonna get to, to see that. Um, so those are kind of the things that are happening in the NHL abroad. And then I think the last thing we probably touch on is... Kraken related is just the goalie situation. Grubauer or Drieger, what side you on? Whose camp are you in? If you're a fan, which jersey would you buy? Which one would you wear to the game? Right. Who are you rooting for at this point to be like starting these games when you're like Kraken are about to play? Doesn't matter who they're playing. They're playing somebody. Who do you want in goal? Because a lot of other teams you watch and follow, like you know the answer to that question. But for me right now, I don't. Like I, I look at the two of these guys, and I think they're like fighting for it. And I think both of them are coming up short. And maybe it's not even their own fault. Maybe they're training and like working as hard as they can, and it's just like a bad bounce or like a bad look or well whatever. But like when you see them play side by side, it's kind of like I couldn't tell you which one's doing better. Well, I think you got two things going on well one of the things that here's one thing that i've heard like whispered around is the the goalie coach you know this is a new team right new staff new players all coming from different places and i've i can't confirm this but i've heard this like whisper that this goalie coach is like asking these guys to change like to, oh, to he's got like a new style that he wants do, to play. he's like you know, yeah, it's like, hey, you need to do this, and this is why. And sometimes, sometimes huh. you don't mess with a good you thing. You never know who's behind the scenes making yeah. decisions like that. And 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 so here's the two making things: demands of players that maybe they can't fulfill. There's two things that I'll say. It's I find that very interesting because I think we're seeing a similar result from both of these players. The only difference is expectation. You've got Grubauer, who was like a Venza finalist last season for the Avalanche. Mm -hmm. And so there's a level of expectation, which he's clearly not meeting. So in the case of Grubauer, I think 
you know, the grumbling and the rumbling around everything is like, we got to pull that guy and put Drieger in. But I, every time he starts, like, it he's, looks He's going like, through the same battles. It's like, the same I've stuff? I've seen the guy perform yeah. Yeah. way better than it looks like he's performing when you watch him play. And it's not, sometimes it's like, there's a lot of goals where it's like, man, there's nothing anybody could have done about that. Right. Right? It's just a one-timer one -timer that no goalie would ever be able to stop in a million years. Good luck. when the puck it, goes, And when you do, when it you, ends up on when ESPN. you're following it, and it goes from one side of the ice to the other side of the ice, it's wide open net every time, no matter what. That's yeah. why it's like that in the NHL. People, That's like that's why they're trying to make those plays. And like a lot of those goalies like nowadays are even stopping them. So like the only way to get it in is a deflection or some kind of tricky thing. You know, so like, man, it feels like they've let way more goals in than their, their goal save percentage would lead you to believe that they would. Yeah, I think throughout the season thus far. Right. And so to bring in the idea that maybe the coaching staff is messing with them, that's, that's something to ponder. Yeah. So, I mean, too, the guy, you know, the guys. That, but, but my point is there's an expectation with Grubauer, and he's not meeting it. And I think he can certainly play way better than he's playing, which opens the door to Drieger. And I think the. The bigger thing is that it feels the energy of the players around him feels better. Like they have more when, confidence when Drieger's, in, when on, Drieger's the on the ice. That's all that matters, really. Yeah, you do kind of you do kind of get that feeling when Drieger comes out. You're like, okay, here we go. Because, but that's the thing is like, Grubauer's just had more starts. And yeah, the team's been losing. So when Drieger comes out. It's kind of like feels fresh. Here's, here's it's a ray different of hope. energy. You've seen him when mm -hmm. he was with the Panthers. He was looking so good. So you're thinking like, oh, he'll come out and and then it's like mm. he still allows four goals, right. but for some reason everyone's like hopping on Gru. Yeah, and it's like that might not be the problem. Yeah, so I I gotta wonder about that. I heard I heard that floating around, and I, it made me. It piqued my interest because I was like, yeah, okay. You got both guys struggling like that. And it, feeling like the same, like, is there something happening where yeah, they're so like, the hey, we want to change your style and you need to move this certain yeah, way. You need to be and down when and you get a goalie yeah. thinking, you can't when be a butterfly needs, goalie, you got to be a 50 50. No, when he needs to make snap decisions and his legs got to move, he can't be thinking about his leg moving. No, or it's, it's got to be it's second gonna, nature. Especially watching Grubauer, it's like he's thinking. Uh -huh. And the puck is going past right him. past him. You know, and because and that's kind of what has happened where you're like, man, he looked like he wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because he was thinking about like this thing he's got to be doing that probably somebody is like repeating yeah. to bash into yeah. his head. So now, And he then, said something interesting in like an off season. He's like, most of the work happens in the off season. And when you get to the season, like when it comes time to go, you're already like done. But that didn't happen this year. No, yeah, it's there wasn't an off season because of COVID weirdness and expansion being a new team, the expansion yeah. draft, two weeks of whatever, moving to Seattle. So you get nothing. You got I don't some know. guy telling you all this stuff you got to do. So, so then it's then the question isn't whose camp are you in, Drieger or Grubauer? The question is whose camp are you in, the goalies or the coaching staffs? Yeah, and, and so. And, the one thing to say about all this is like it's unfounded, but it is an interesting 
little light in the dark of like so hopefully next few episodes I, we can find some more information about that Food for thought. if that's what it is if that's true then that's like a it changes the game for me but i would say right now to me like i would go with trigger because i would go with the landlord mm. i think i would say you got to keep it 50 50 and just Wait till someone gets keep hot. On, keep on, like, two games for you and two games for you. And just, like, give the other guy some rest and give the other guy a chance and give the other guy some rest and give the other guy a chance until one of them starts picking up steam and rolling with momentum. Yeah. Because until that happens, you got a team that throughout the league, through the entire season, letting the least amount of shots on net of all teams in the NHL. Second least. Oh, okay. Second Carolina least. Hurricanes. Yeah, okay, okay. Close though. But they were but they for were. a long time, until just recently, apparently. That was in the last was, episode when we did the breakdown. See, I, uh, I should have known. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot. Yeah. I'll fire the editor, Doug, yeah. for not reminding you. Yeah, yeah, these yeah. producers really... Should have been these, in the notes. These stat the sheets. <laughs> Damn you, producers. But I agree, I agree. you gotta, you got to roll. One of them's got to catch keep, momentum. Yep. And then the fans got to get behind him. Because yeah. once you get a guy that catches momentum and the fans get behind him, then he's like, then he's mentally amped up to perform. The last thing I think we need to touch on, something we almost forgot. We were, as season ticket holders, we're not going to see a single game in February because of the Olympic break. Because all that going on, the way it like settled out, we weren't going to see any games. But I think we're going to get... Those two Some makeup of those games. games are those come postponed around games on the are going to make during the break. During the break. So that's a good theory. It would be. That'd be it makes sense. Do it because you don't want to play those games in April before the playoffs or whatever. Yeah. You know. Perfect time to have a couple hockey games. Yeah, maybe one on my birthday. Perfect. Boom. Love it. Yeah. All right, that's the maelstrom. There we broke it down for you. The weird break. <laughs> weird postponement, but uh, there it is. So, enjoy. That wraps it up. All right, we better move on to uh, Kraken in the Community, Doug. What's Kraken in the Community? So, here we are. We're Kraken in the Community. We uh, wanted to do a review of the 32 Bar and Grill, the new uh, new restaurant that uh, opened at the Kraken Community Iceplex, right, Doug? Wonderful, absolutely. Uh, we went there, got there. Yeah, tell us how the I food was, was. Oh, I was so excited to sit down mm. and finally enjoy some poutine. Right? Uh, Watch people skate on the rink. Yeah, the, yep. No, you know, the views. Were, the whole place was empty. Mm. It was empty. I went, it was, but, you know, it was... Three days after it snowed. Right. Um, on like the 29th or something. So it was after Christmas, but before New Year's. And the whole place was closed. The ice plex was open, but all the ice sheets were empty. And the bar was closed with the gate down. And there was a sign that said, we will be back on New Year's Day. So we didn't get to go to the 32 Bar and Grill. Yeah. So that's a real bummer, and I think, you know, I don't knock them for being closed, but it would be nice if you would not send out a mass email about you being open, 
Yeah, or, we were gonna go watch or the, change we gonna, Google. It was the Flyers. It was game. the Flyers we were game. Go watch yeah. the Flyers game, and you know, you, I got on Google, and it said they were open. We even were gonna go the earlier in the week, but but so it snowed Sunday. Yeah. We were gonna go Monday. We bagged it because it was like, nah, the roads are probably still pretty bad. And then yeah. and we called and they didn't yeah, answer. Yeah, called. We called. They didn't answer. And then the Flyers game was on Wednesday. And we went up there to watch the game and just kind of hang out by the ice, and it wasn't it wasn't meant to be. Yeah, I I just think you know, inform the people. That's all I'm you gotta, gonna say. You gotta get some some people in this day and age. You it, got a business with like that. Information technology. You should be able to let people know that you're, you're associated with one of the biggest sports leagues in the country. I mean, yeah. like you would think you'd be able to get somebody to let the public know what's going on. Yeah. And, and, via the internet whether you got the google you got and, your web page you got all that stuff and then you get like you said the fans are getting emails saying come watch the game here and you go there and it's closed man you're really just like what well, that's a lot of people like might have been hopping in their cars and ad- making the adventurous trek out into the snowy wilderness to just come and have a bushmills at your place and right and if they are people knocking you for not going to the game? Like, I heard a little chatter on the internet. Like, oh, not all the seats were full at the Flyers game because the weather wusses. I'm like, well, not us. We were out. We were trying to do it. Trying to go somewhere. But so we went to the Angry Beaver instead. So I guess we do an impromptu review of those guys. We're going to do a review of the Angry Beaver. This has always been one of my favorite local bars because it's a hockey theme. It's the only hockey themed bar in Seattle. It's been here since long before the Kraken were ever a twinkle in its daddy's eyeball. And, you know, it's family owned, local, and it's always been a good time. I watched. So we talked about. Brad Aldrich and the Blackhawks scandal that's going on, and all that happened during the the playoff run when they ended up playing Tampa, in Tampa yeah. Bay in 2010. And I think like the first time I ever went to the Angry Beaver was during one of those games. Yeah, and I I, I might have gone in there one time before that just to like have a drink and check the place out. But first time I went and Watching. sat down and watched a game, yeah, you know, was one of those. I think it was a Stanley Cup final game, and the place yeah, was. was out. Outrageous. It was packed. There was like, they had, oh man. If Not you a, like hockey, it's the place yeah, to be in everybody, Seattle. Everybody's screaming when a goal is scored. You got people in all different types of teams' jerseys up in there, especially yeah. since Seattle hadn't had a team at that point in time. But there was like, the, the, like it's in Ballard. No, it's in Greenwood. Yeah. And they had like, uh, there were like these, what are those, they like, Ten people get on a, like a bicycle and they pedal and they got two oh, pegs the, the in the drinking, middle, yeah, and yeah, the guy yeah. drives it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was like a group of girls that showed up on one of that things and they were just could barely get fall off. down, yeah. blackout, drunk. Yeah. It was hilarious. They they wouldn't even let them in the bar. They let a couple of them in because they weren't as wasted as like the girl that fell off the back when the thing stopped. <laughs> it's pretty tough, man. Oh man, the way the bars are, yeah, yep. you're not getting in. Yep. No. Not even for a water? Come on. We know what your friends are going to do. Please leave. Yeah, no. Pretty cool spot. Um, I had never been there before. 
But they got until this year all the jerseys on the walls and like hockey memorabilia and like cases that you can look at. Hand drawn, like drawn in crayon, all the like logos of all the teams. Don't think you can sit in a seat that doesn't have view of some kind of TV that's showing. That's true, and they'll put on whatever they'll put on a game for you. Yeah, you just ask them. So I mean, but and and I think that's been policy because Seattle didn't have a team. Now you, if you're you get a, a lot of fan, you get a lot of TVs that are showing the cracking. Now, but, if it's a cracking game, uh, I'm sure that you're going to be watching cracking. You games. can still get uh, other games on. The first sure. night we went, they had three, or three or four games going at the same time, and then they have the big TV which was cracking. And, and uh, yeah, we went to the game that second game. It wasn't the Golden Knights. It was the the Predators. The Predators. We watched. Yeah, yep. we watched. Met there. a bunch of good local hockey fans, and it was. Super busy, a lot yeah. of people excited. Room so only. standing we didn't room even get a table until like yeah. the game was almost in the third. I had to eat cheese curds standing up. That's and, it. And they got, so we tried the cheese curds, tried the hot wings, fish and chips. We've tried. Uh, let's see. I had the buffalo chicken salad. Their buffalo chicken's pretty spicy. That's good. Mm. Uh, I think I've tried a few other things in there. I can't really remember, but yeah. all of their food, the sliders, yeah, the sliders, the sliders are the bomb. Yeah, I mean, all their food is really good, yeah. so you can't go wrong. the yeah. The staff is friendly, you know. Make sure you tip them real good because they're out there working hard, especially yeah. in the middle of a sports game like that. People are going sure. crazy. Like, be respectful and you know have a good time and make it home safe. But check that place out because it's a lot of fun. One hundred percent. Not very big, and I would get there early. You know, because it's going to fill up. Um, I'd say there's probably room for, you know, 50 people to sit down. And then you get in there and standing room, there's probably 7,500 people in there. Um, so, yeah, get there early if you want to sit, for sure. Yeah, especially if you want a um, table. You might you might get a seat at the bar or at, they've got like a, a bar opposite the bar. that It's just like a wooden like plank that you can sit up against. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. You know. They got some seats like that, and then they got probably a dozen tables in there. I'll tell you, the the hot wings are a, a choice. Definitely good. Crispy but on the outside. If yeah. And, and just right in the middle. You know yeah. you know, yeah, you know what it is. The good stuff. They, but got, they got poutine. I haven't tried their poutine yet. If you... They do a poutine flight where you get three different kinds of poutine. I saw that. Three different kinds next of time, next, time. next time, you gotta do, next do time. the flight. Give me the flight. <laughs> do you have a flight of whiskey for my flight of poutine? Because it's funny because like before, I mean before Seattle had a team. When I was living here, if you wanted to go see a game, you either had to go to San Jose or up to Canada to right. Vancouver. And I went up and watched the Blackhawks play in Vancouver, and that was like we were like, oh, gotta try the poutine. It was like you had to. You're going up to Canada. For some French fries this and is, gravy, it's sir. what they serve. It's what they serve everywhere. You go somewhere, yeah. it's like, that's, that's like... Gotta stay warm, dude. That's the staple, you know what I mean? So, like, man, I I fell asleep during the third period in the stands. <laughs> I've been there. Canada's I'm crazy. drunk on poutine. get up there, and then you're there all day hanging out, just, like, going from this place to that place, checking everything out. By the time you get into the game and sit down and have a few more drinks, it's like, good luck. Well, you should have had more poutine to soak up all them drinks. Maybe. <laughs> sometimes sometimes people age like fine wine, right? You, you get better with age <laughs> at things like this. <laughs> sure, sure. I know, know thyself, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know. But when in Rome, you're in another country, so. 
Yeah, have their poutine, poutine up. drink their Canadian, Canadian beer. whiskey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chug them. Yeah, I'm back. Like, yeah, they had all sorts of places. Yeah. yeah, so any case, you find yourself looking for a place to go if the 32 Bar and Grill is closed. And you really want to get some hockey culture and enjoy. You know what? Scratch that. Hockey fans. Just go to just the go Angry Beaver. Beaver. Exactly. Go to the Angry Beaver first. If it's too full and you can't find a seat and you really need a seat, 32 Bar Grill is only two miles away. That's the crazy thing. When I went there, I was like, dang. You know, because I passed it on my way coming to the Angry yeah. Beaver. And I was like, it's really not that far away. That's, go It's super close. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Yeah. Just cruise on down there. And right. I got there right before the game, like 15 minutes before the game started. And got like one of the last two tables that wasn't the really big booth that could fit like ten people, but like, right. but like, I think that that might have just been like dumb luck because the last time I went, I showed up early and it was, but it was earlier yeah. in the season, right? The hype, the hype might have mm-hmm. died down a little bit. I think I'm I'm disappointed in some of you Seattle fans for that because like, you got to keep that hype rolling, you guys. I think I, I I'm gonna give them a little bit of a pass because the weather, and I know that that a lot of people. COVID. Everybody, we can blame COVID for these last month, but come on, let's get back on the train. I, I think the weather. I think I'd rather blame the weather. I don't know that a lot of people like it's keeping them from the bar, but I think getting out and driving, like if you're not like these guys, if you're not in walking distance, like I, I, I don't blame you. Honestly, the hills around here are so crazy yeah. that like mm-hmm. you could have four wheel drive and still get to a spot where it's like, man, I could be I, I slid down a hill. Mm-hmm. The in point the, is, in the morning, clean yeah. roads. Point is, we went to the Angry Beaver, and you can too. Yeah. So go there, enjoy some sweet pub food and mm-hmm. good uh, hockey ambiance. And that. Apparently, whatever whiskey you want. That's what they that's said. What's cracking in? in that's the what's cracking in. If they don't have whatever whiskey you want, blame Doug. <laughs> they had the whiskey <laughs> what I want, which is the one that you should want. So that's all yeah, I can that, say. That's right. It's Bushmills if they want to sponsor. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah, it's out the there. Bushmills. Anyway, that's what's cracking in the community. Now, should we get to a what the puck? What the puck this evening? What what the, what the puck? This evening, it's uh, about our captain. My captain, my captain. Yeah, Mark Giordano and the trade rumors swirling. I read an article. Um, I read an article. I forwarded it to the JB. Yep. It's, it's, I'll preface it by saying it's one article. Yeah, one but, article just written by a but, guy. It's an opinion piece and it's trade rumors, which you get, you get hundreds of these all year long from every different team about whoever. The Jack Eichel trade rumor vine yeah. was 10,000 miles long before Vegas, was it Vegas picked him up? Vegas got him, yeah. So, like, I mean, you know. They go, he could go here, he could go there, he could go anywhere. But this article, this particular article, uh, was talking about Mark Giordano specifically saying that he wanted to go back to Calgary. Or, like, if they offered, he would go because, you know, now they're in the playoff contention. And somebody, some people don't think that Seattle is, so... Yeah, I think the the main thing about this for me is that, you know, it's it's such good clickbait. Absolutely. 
Because because his whole career he played in Calgary, he was a hometown boy, basically. I mean, he's a franchise player for Calgary all the way. Always has been. And so, like, now that the Kraken is kind of, like, slipping a little bit, and, like, the trade deadline's, like, you know, it may not feel like it's right around the corner, but it's Revenge. right around the corner. It's right around the corner. And so, like, if teams are going to start making moves, like, now's the time that they're thinking about it. And if they're asking Mark Giordano, if, I mean, if... Are they asking Calgary if they would want him back? Is is Kraken management even considering letting him slip somewhere else because of whatever reason? But is he happy here? Is he not happy here? Is he does he specifically say? Exactly. It's questionable. It's all hearsay at this point. Exactly. That's my whole problem with it. It's too good of a cherry. You know, it's like low-hanging fruit. They lob Dude's that at Dude's been you. pretty much with Calgary his whole career. You're standing there at bat, and they lob that one at you. Yeah. And you're going to swing. It doesn't directly <laughs> quote Giordano no. or no, no. anyone or for anyone. the Calgary organization anyone. or Don't the Kraken organization. Just the guy, but, like, spouting off yeah. rumors at the mouth. But it makes sense if you're in the position of the Kraken and you've got Six million dollar salary for Mark Giordano. But does it make sense for Calgary? You'd have to do some research into like what their trade space is looking like. But it seems like in the article that they were selling it, making it a selling point, like that it's easily possible, feasible. All I'm saying is for like the regular guy, for like for me, for instance, who's not like I don't I don't spend forty hours a week looking into. You know, everybody's salary cap and mm-hmm. all this stuff. Can't do all that research. It, Don't have the time. It, I see where it, like, makes sense. Mm-hmm. He's got this long history. They're in playoff contention. Oh, it's a feel-good story. If you get into the playoffs and you bring him back and he's got, like, just the motivation boost. for the yeah. fans and the fans motivate the team, yeah. that can bring it all together for a team yeah. like that. And, and the and Kraken, drive it all the way home. who are... At the trade deadline and staring at maybe looking no at, playoffs, maybe looking to rebuild after the rough well, first year. Offload, so you know, um, they offload the salary and then they like, you know, they're like, hey, we're gonna take that money and invest it, you know, in the Especially next. Especially adding a, a, you know, a gap in the roster with Tanev being injured. Sure, that they gotta fill too. So it's like now you got extra pressure to like, and bring up well, and and at that point, if you're saying, yeah, hey, we're not at? really gonna make the playoffs we'll take the money we'll take the position whatever it is you know the draft, draft wise pick or whatever yeah, and and we'll bring up you know more guys from the checkers and get them some experience and start testing the water so the whole point is though that that's like if i was writing an article i'm like dude this is like too easy you know and, oh, and so yeah. for anybody out there to me who's like you know, worried about Giordano or whatever his motivation. You know, if it's true, I think you get him, you jettison him for sure. But I don't see it. I see him like out there skating hard, and and you know, why do you agree, why do you agree to be the captain of the team and take on that responsibility if you're just like I want out? I just don't see it now. And that's, know, why, that's, what that, that's why that's what that's why that's such quick, wise. clickbait because you that's what as a fan that's what you're kind of thinking is like 
what, now Get you want this out? guy out of here. Lose a couple of games, and now you want out of here? That's yeah. it? Fine, go. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just don't see it. No. We're going to know in the next 15, 20 games if the Kraken are going to be sellers of the deadline or buyers. And then that will be decided. I feel like this article is way too early. Yeah, and, for and sure. Way Go too, down. like, uh, somebody is, like, just, like, their fingers are crossed to be like, I was right. I told you. Yeah, like, but at the same you know, time, on that he's just chance. making a paycheck just like anybody else who's a writer for sports columns. Uh, Got to write something. And yeah, you have to write something in order to get your paycheck. And it's, if, you, if you're if you a little bit analytical about it, like that's an easy one for sure. Like you said, low-hanging fruit. It's a lobber pitch. You yeah. can hit it out of the park, easy peasy, send it yeah. into the editor, and you're done for the week. Right. Bye. I, my <laughs> thing is, I don't, I don't see it. Like, the eye test, to me, watching games does not tell me that Mark Giordano like, even abandoned this team even the interviews that or his seen. leadership, like, responsibilities as far as it is being captain of this All team. All the chatter around, but the, the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. Scored a goal the other night. Mm-hmm. And you could mm-hmm. tell he was excited about it. I know in the interview, he was like, God, I you know, it's classic, like, well, it would have been better with a win. It's like, but he was yeah, excited no. to score that goal. After you and it lose was the a game like that, goal that you, like, against his former home, team. Everybody's all fired up. And then, like, yeah, against his former team. And they come away with the loss, like, in the last minute of the game. So close. Like, it's like, of course. And the press is, if the press is in your face and you're a freaking hockey player. Like, get out of my face with your stupid questions, you know what I mean? Yeah. Come on, Kraken Captains, we'll ask you some questions about, like, what you eat for breakfast and, like, yeah. what do you like to do on your off time and how come you yeah. dress so good, you know what I mean? Like, How come you wear those white shoes yeah. that what's we up, saw what's in Kent? Like, your totally stylish apparel. Who picks that up for you? My point is I'm not, I think, I'm not abandoning Giordano as the captain. No. I, I don't see it. Trade rumor articles will be blasting my Google feed for the next couple months, I'm sure, until the deadline. Because that's what happens. That's what they do. They they start blasting my feed like crazy, and I just yeah. forward them on to you. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing, though. I mean, that's I mean, he's the Giordano's the captain. He's the and captain. And he's that's got the thing, that like, weight. He's you kind know? of the backbone of the team. And like all the other players are dependent on him to like lead the show. So like just because you come through, like even we'll call it a slump. You know what I mean? But worst case scenario, if it turns out to be just like a plain old bad season, the team needs a guy who can pull through the next year. Right. And push into it harder. You know what I mean? Not, yep. not bail and say see you later. Yeah, and that's why I think I'll be very surprised if that happens. Because from the get-go, I said, like, that was their vision. For sure. That's why they went and got this guy, even though he was at the tail end of his career, like in his 30s, because the skill level was still there, and I think... He's got leader written all over him. Yeah, yeah. So I I just don't see it, but we're going to find out for sure. Fiscally, is it... Blame the Flames. They're the ones that didn't protect him. It does it, yeah. Does it make fiscal sense to like it trade doesn't. him back? Business wise, no. Do you think? Like, I don't think so. Not. I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it too. I doubt it. Thinking about it now, like I doubt that they would Dude. make that move. I take Geo all day. Me too. And with that, the episode is wrapping up in a nice little bow for Geo. 
So. Hopefully Santa visits him and all the other Kraken players. And, hopefully he did, yeah. And uh, other people who work in the, you know, organization. Yeah. Whether you're at the arena. Or you're serving drinks or whatever. Merry Christmas to you. Yeah. Merry Christmas to all. The little tricycle riders in between intermissions. Merry Christmas to you. Zamboni driver. Totally. Both Merry of them. Merry Christmas Both to you. Mm-hmm. So. People... Scanning your Vax cards at the door. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. And we'll see what's cracking in in the new year. Yes, we will. As always, the Cracking Captains would like to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in to another episode. Let us know your thoughts. Follow us on social media. Drop us a line. Let us know what you want to know about the Seattle Kraken. Thanks again. We'll see you right back here for the next episode. Real soon in 2022. We're on the air. It's hockey night tonight. Tension grows, the whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players bump, and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game.